Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us today is senior editor at the Weekly Standard, Lee Smith. Lee, uh, John Kerry, a native of where I am, Massachusetts, uh, is in the Middle East. Uh, He's working yet again on trying to bring peace to Israel and the Palestinians. Uh, How are his efforts looking? Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think there's much hope for it. From my understanding, the new Secretary of State uh, wanted to do this. This is something that all Secretaries of State apparently are eager to push. And when he went to the President, uh, apparently, I hear from uh, relatively good sources that the President and the rest of the administration, the White House, gave him six months to see what he could get done. Uh, I think it's a waste of time. I think it'll soon uh, become clear, even to the Secretary of State, that he's wasting his time pushing on this front. And I think eventually he's going to have to roll it back. And I think he's going to need to pay attention to the other more pressing issues in the region, uh, namely Syria, Egypt, and Iran. Uh, before we get to them, just one thing about the uh, current status with Israel and the Palestinians. You, you mentioned, and I, I think it's a good point, that you know, when you become the Secretary of State for the United States, that, that's kind of the big fish out there. You know, you're, Everybody wants to land, and then they go out, and then they come back six months later wet, you know, battered and bruised, their boats all beaten up, Very little, rarely any progress to show. Is there something in the current climate that an American Secretary of State or an American uh, White House administration could do that could have any significant impact, in your opinion? Yeah, no. I mean, you know, it's true that secretaries of state and American diplomats and American policymakers are always eager to try to throw some new twist at the Israelis and Palestinians and see what will work. However, the fact that there is so much else going on in the region, um, it speaks not uh, American persistence uh, in trying to solve this ongoing and keening crisis. What it, what it really is about, it's about, it's about a Secretary of State right now who's showing he's delusional. I mean, the <laughs> fact that the United States is on the sidelines regarding Syria, the fact that Egypt is in the middle of meltdown, um, the fact that the Iranians are marching toward a nuclear program, and we have a Secretary of State who's looking at the peace process and trying to push on that. I, I mean, it's, 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 it's it, it, it beggars belief, frankly. I, 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 you know, I, I don't mean to be overly harsh on the Secretary of State, but, 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 but why not? It's nonsensical. Yeah, it seems to a lot of observers that the big I word in the Middle East isn't Israel, it's Iran. And you look right. at all the roads that lead from Iran and through Syria and into Lebanon and elsewhere, and, it's, and also towards Israel. Why wouldn't Iran and stopping, containing, et cetera, Iran be by far and away the number one foreign policy uh, uh, priority of an American administration right now? Right. I, I think this is certainly a concern. Uh, I think the Israelis are certainly concerned with the same thing. And as are many of our Arab allies, especially in the Persian Gulf, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, uh, United Arab Emirates, I mean, uh, a lot of them are concerned about the same thing. Why is the Secretary of State talking about the peace process when the key issue right now is the Iranian project for the region and, in particular, the Iranian nuclear program? So this is a very good question, and why we are, uh, you know, why Kerry is talking about the peace process instead of Iran. Again, that's sort of evidence of the fact that, uh, in many ways, the United States just isn't on the ball in the region. Just doesn't seem to be paying attention, or as 
many people say, and I think they have a point, that the president has virtually withdrawn from the region. I think he's certainly withdrawn his attention from the region. But I want to ask you the same question about Iran that I asked you about the uh, Palestinian-Israeli issue, which is, is there something meaningful that an American administration could do? It seems to me that Iran is, has said we are, you know, has decided they're going to pursue this, uh, you know, uh, uh, nuclear program. The, uh, you know, attempts of putting pressure through, you know, the, their energy policy and through banks, et cetera. They continue to say we are not changing our path. Aren't they going to go on this path regardless of what the United States does? Well, not regardless of what the United States does. I mean, if we continue just to level sanctions and think that's going to bring them to heel, or if we think there's really uh, there's really an opening now here, now that Hassan Rouhani is the new president of Iran, that there's an opening uh, now to negotiate with the Iranians over their nuclear program, yeah, I mean, nothing's going to happen. The Iranians are going to keep moving ahead. What the United States needs is both a credible threat of force, and assuming that that, at this point, is not going to stop the Iranians, then the United States is going to have to act. The United States is itself going to have to do something to stop the Iranian nuclear program from moving forward. And san- we already see that sanctions aren't going to do it. Engagement not- is not going to do it. What it's going to take is some sort of military campaign. What the extent of that looks like, uh, what the extent of that looks like is unclear. I mean, what we see coming out of the Pentagon, what we see coming out of um, the imaginations of professional analysts, I mean, these, the numbers, the, the amount of time are also fantastic. All of these are provided in order to scare the, uh, you know, scare the Jesus out of people so that, in fact, there will be no military option. And right. if the United States, if the administration believes that there's no military option, there's no credible military threat, and the United States is not willing as a last or not even last resort but in order to stop the nuclear program, then the Iranians will have their nuclear program. But, you know, there are people who would say that if the only option is a military one, then there are no options because President Obama is simply not going to be the guy who makes the military decision, period, under almost any circumstances short of Iran launching an attack. Do you agree with that assessment? Well, I, I think that's true, but there, I, I do agree with that assessment. However... Uh, there are a lot of people, many of whom I, I respect and think are uh, think are helpful and sage observers of uh, the United States and its Middle Eastern foreign policy, who think that the president may very well may very well act. Uh, however, if you look at one of the reasons that people provide is they say that the president is uh, committed to preserving the nuclear non-proliferation treaty. And on that basis alone, he may choose to take military action against the Iranian nuclear program. However, I think if you really unpack that, I think that doesn't make a lot of sense. The idea that uh, the United States is going to take military action to preserve the NPT, and especially if you look at the numbers and the program, uh, the numbers and the uh, the planning provided by people, the number of sorties that, right. that it would take the amount of violence that the president is really going to create all of this violence just to preserve the NPT doesn't make sense to me. So I agree. I don't, don't believe the president is going to act. Uh, the uh, current state of uh, things as you see them in Syria, where uh, it was interesting last week, generals were being put on the spot in uh, hearings in the, I believe it was the Senate, and it's every, it's essentially acknowledged unanimously 
that right now the Syrian regime is either winning or they kept trying to say it in nice ways like, well, at the moment they seem to have the upper hand, et cetera, et cetera. It seems like they were saying Bashar Assad is on the march and that's the way this war is going. Uh, is it too late for the U.S. to have an impact there? Should we even want oh, to try? Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's too late for the U.S. to have an impact. If we compare this to the Lebanese uh, Civil War from 1975 to 1990, one of the things we see uh, that's pretty typical of these affairs is that they go back and forth for quite a long time. So different people will take different ground, different people will have the momentum, and it'll go back and forth an awful lot, not, on, not, unlike, uh, not unlike many athletic events, not unlike a football game. So it's certainly possible for the United States to have a, um, the United States to have uh, a role in shaping it on behalf of American interests. I think the most significant thing that was announced last week was uh, was the uh, Jay Carney press conference uh, when he was talking about when he was talking about Bashar al-Assad, and a number of journalists kept pushing him on this when he said that Bashar al-Assad will never rule all of Syria in the same way again. And so, lots of people want to know if this is now the U.S. policy. That the U.S. policy is willing. Uh, to let Assad hold on to parts of Syria. Right. And of the United States looking or moving towards some sort of partition plan that it might implement along with its partners, especially uh, in, in Moscow. So this is a big concern, I think. Lee Smith, you've been outstanding as always. I'm letting you off the hook easy. I won't ask you how to fix Detroit. So you're, you can count yourself lucky. This has been the Weekly Standard Podcast. Uh, please join us regularly at weeklystandard.com for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.